Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. Today's episode is a Bible study on part two of chapter 11 of the book of Luke. If you haven't checked out my previous Bible studies, I do have my Bible studies and the study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, just like the name of this podcast. And I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode, but you can also just go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Feels My Fire, and request to be added in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a tab that says Guides. Click on that tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. And I am recording this episode again while everyone is asleep, so I apologize if I sound different. I'm trying not to wake up the house. But before we get into this Bible study, I did want to say a quick prayer, so if you would, please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. Please give us knowledge and understanding to know exactly what it is that we're reading and the wisdom to implement it in our daily lives. And Holy Spirit, please guide us and help us to see the truth, know the truth, discern the truth, and live by the truth. And Lord, I pray that whatever it is that each person is supposed to receive from this Bible study, that they receive it and they implement it in their daily lives. I love you with every ounce of my being. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, now let's get into this Bible study. So I'm just going to start reading where we left off at verse 29. As the crowds increased, Jesus said, This is a wicked generation. It asks for a miraculous sign, but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah was assigned to the Ninevites, so also will the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise at the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom. And now one greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now one greater than Jonah is here. Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verses 29 through 30, what Jesus was talking about here is that Jonah was thrown into the sea and a great fish had swallowed him, and he was inside this fish for three days and three nights. And Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, would be crucified and risen three days later. So in verses 29 through 30, in 1 Kings chapter 10, we see that the Queen of the South, or the Queen of Sheba, came to test Solomon with hard questions, and she saw his wisdom. And when he says the one greater than Solomon, this is Jesus Christ. Solomon was the son of David. And Jesus was a descendant of David because of his earthly father, Joseph, was a descendant of David. But Jesus Christ is much greater than Solomon. Solomon was a great king, and Jesus Christ is the king above all kings. In verse 32, we saw this happen in Jonah chapter 3. And if you haven't already, I highly recommend you just going in and reading all of Jonah. It's a very short book of the Bible, but it's definitely worth reading. But when Jesus says here that now one greater than Jonah is here, Jesus Christ is the greatest. He is God the Son, and he is the way, the truth, and the life. Alright, so in verses 33 through 36, I already went over all this in my episode 121 on being the salt and light of the world. 
So if you want to go check out that episode, you can definitely go check that out. And we also went over in our Bible study from chapter 8, part 1 of the book of Luke about lamps and letting your light shine through to others. But I'm just going to put the clip where I go over these specific verses, 33 through 36 of chapter 11 of the book of Luke right now. Next, I'm going to read Luke chapter 11, verses 33 through 36, and they say, No one lights a lamp and puts it in a place where it'll be hidden or under a bowl. Instead, he puts it on its stand, so that those who come in may see the light. Your eye is a lamp of your body. When your eyes are good, your whole body is full of light. But when they are bad, your body is full of darkness. See to it, then, that the light within you is not darkness. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light and no part of it is dark, it will be completely lighted, as when the light of a lamp shines on you. Alright, so now I'm just going to go over the verses here that we read in chapter 11 of the book of Luke. And we're just going to go down to verses 34 through 36. Jesus says that our eye is the lamp of our body. And when our eyes are good, the whole body is full of light. And that's why it's so important for us to ask God to open up our eyes to see the truth of God's words and to discern the truth. And we have to make sure that we are filling ourselves with good and light and that we're letting the Holy Spirit guide us and helping us to discern that truth and to walk in the way of the will of God the Father. We have to make sure that we're not conformed to this world and we don't let our worldly desires or materialistic things or the things in this world get in the way of the calling that God has placed in our heart and the will of God the Father. And we have to make sure that our eyes are full of light so that our body does not get full of darkness. That we're discerning the truth. We're letting the Holy Spirit guide us. We're studying the Bible. We're praying. We're following Jesus and we're not letting the enemy trick us or we're not being deceived by worldly things. Oh, hey friend. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt this episode, but I just wanted to remind you guys that Christ Transforms Me, my 90-day journal, is available for purchase on Amazon. And until further notice, all of the money that I receive from the purchases of that journal will be donated for the disaster relief of the people that were affected by the tornadoes that hit in my hometown in Kentucky. To learn more about the journal or to purchase one, go to www.faithfuelsmyfire.com journal. Now let's get back to this episode. All right, so I'm just going to continue reading at verse 37. When Jesus had finished speaking, a Pharisee invited him to eat with him. So he went in and reclined at the table. But the Pharisee, noticing that Jesus did not wash before the meal, was surprised. Then the Lord said to him, Now then, you Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You foolish people, did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? But give what is inside the dish to the poor and everything will be clean for you. Woe to you, Pharisees, because you give God a tenth of your mint, rue, and all other kinds of garden herbs, but you neglect justice and the love of God. You should have practiced the latter without leaving the former undone. Woe to you, Pharisees, because you love the most important seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you, because you are like unmarked graves, which men walk over without knowing it. Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. 
In verses 38 through 41, these Pharisees were so worried that Jesus didn't wash before the meal, and they were worried about being clean on the outside, but not on the inside. Their hearts were full of greed and wickedness. And what Jesus says in verse 40, God the Father created all of us, every bit of us, the inside and the outside. And Jesus Christ cleans us spiritually. He cleans us from the inside and washes us white as snow when he saves us. In verse 42, giving a tenth of your things to God or doing what the law says doesn't matter if you don't have love for God and a relationship with him. In verse 43, these Pharisees loved being praised by others and having the titles of religious leaders and they were full of pride. In verse 44, the Pharisees loved people thinking that they were spiritual, but everyone that they came in contact with, they defiled. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 45. One of the experts in the law answered him, Teacher, when you say these things, you insult us also. Jesus replied, And you experts in the law, woe to you, because you load people down with burdens they can hardly carry, and you yourselves will not lift one finger to help them. Woe to you, because you build tombs for the prophets, and it was your forefathers who killed them. So you testify that you approve of what your forefathers did. They killed the prophets, and you build their tombs. Because of this, God in his wisdom said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill and others they will persecute. Therefore, this generation will be held responsible for the blood of all the prophets that had been shed since the beginning of the world, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, this generation will be held responsible for it all. Woe to you, experts in the law, because you have taken away the key to knowledge. You yourselves have not entered, and you have hindered those who were entering. When Jesus left there, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law began to oppose him fiercely and to beseech him with questions, waiting to catch him in something he might say. Alright, so those are all the verses of part 2 of chapter 11 of the book of Luke, but I'm going to discuss these verses with you guys here. In verse 46, the teachers of the law tell the people of all the laws to abide by, but they don't go by the most important thing, which is loving God and having a relationship with him. In verse 47, these teachers of the law supposedly respect the old prophets from the Old Testament, but they reject the living ones. So in verse 48, this shows that the teachers of the law were the children of those who killed the prophets from the Old Testament. In verses 49 through 51, Jesus was saying here that these leaders would complete the rejection of the prophets that their fathers began by persecuting his disciples. And we saw from our Bible studies in the book of Acts of the persecution of Jesus' disciples and apostles. In verse 51, Abel was the first that was killed, and we see about that in Genesis chapter 4 verse 10, and the last was Zechariah, and you can read about that in 2 Chronicles chapter 24 verse 22. In verse 52, the approach of these teachers of the law had taken away knowledge and understanding by giving these people a list of rules where if they just follow this list, then they could save themselves. And by doing this, it didn't help these people at all because Jesus Christ is the only one that can save us. 
and these teachers of the law hindered others from being able to enter heaven because they made people think that they could save themselves and that's not the case at all. In verse 53, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were furious and they didn't accept the correction that Jesus was telling them. They just wanted to catch him in something that he may say. So I'm going to end this Bible study with three takeaways that I want you guys to write down. Number one is Jesus Christ is the king above all kings. Number two is we have to let our light shine through to others. And number three is Jesus is the only one that can save us. So that concludes this Bible study on part two of chapter 11 of the book of Luke. Tomorrow we're going to go into chapter 12, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye guys!